Hi, this is Alana. Thanks for listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. We have taken a few weeks off. Our family was in the middle of a move and are settling back in now. Lots of fun things coming up. What I want to share with you for the next couple episodes are some podcast episodes I recorded with my husband, Scott, for our Level Up Personal Development Podcast. And in these episodes, we're talking about the four different MBTI personality pairs. And this is going to serve as kind of a teaser for a webinar that will be at the end of this coming week. So I hope you can join me on Friday, July 24th, 2020, for a free author training on how to write compelling characters using what we know about the MBTI personality profiling tools. So you can check this out and sign up at courses.alanaterry.com slash webinar. And I hope you enjoy our discussion about the MBTI personality pairs. We're going to talk just a little bit this evening about the next preference pairs. Last week we talked about extroversion versus introversion. And that's an important starting point. That's where Carl Jung kind of started was how we direct and receive energy. You know, if you're an extrovert, you like to have multiple streams of information. If you're an introvert, you like that to be kind of narrowed down. And we can just kind of use that in a a very broad sense or very, yeah, very broad sense. You know, you can go back and listen to last week's if you want to get a little bit more in depth. But today we're going to talk about how we take in information especially in the 21st century, everything is informational. Mm -hmm. I look back again to when I was in high school, if I wanted information, there were very few ways that I could do it. Mm -hmm. I've, I've, I actually sent, and I've told you this before, but I sent my fifth grade teacher a email, or I think it was a a message messenger on uh, the evil social, I mean the social network empire that's out there (laughs) and uh, told her, or, 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 you know, blamed her or lambasted her, whatever you want to say. I said, Mrs. Barden, you lied to me when I was in fifth grade. And of course, Mrs. Barden, who I, I don't know how old she is now, but she seemed super old when I was in fifth grade. Yeah, right. So, And she's probably like younger than you. Were. She probably, <laughs> she was probably younger then than I am now. But she said, well, what, what do you mean that I lied to you? And I said, well, you told me on those math tests that I couldn't use a calculator because I would not be walking around with a calculator in my pocket all the time. And not only do I walk around with a calculator in my pocket, but it's voice activated. Mm -hmm. I can literally ask my phone to do a math problem and it'll do it for me. So information has changed in the way that we receive that information from when I was a kid Mm -hmm. in the late eighties, early nineties to today, we have so much information around us. Right. And so the second preference pair that we're going to talk about is dealing with how we take in that information. And that is through either sensing or intuition. Sensing you can think of as kind of uh, using your five senses Mm -hmm. to take in information. It's tangible stuff. Yeah, exactly. I want the the details. I want to get very specifics as to where intuition is more of a broad pie in the sky and I don't mean that in a negative way but you're always kind of looking at the big picture and Uh forgetting those pesky little things that we like to call details Hmm. so I know you are (laughs) an intuitor you use your intuition which is the n 
in the Myers-Briggs type indicator. I am a sensor. I use my senses, and then that is the S. So I am an E-S, and you are an I-N. Mm -hmm. So what does it mean for you? How do you take in information? Well, you know, let's, let's start with probably, I'm sure we said it before, with introversion and extroversion, that one pair isn't better or worse, and that I think we as a couple and we as a world <laughs> need both. Mm -hmm. So for me, with being a more intuitive person, that means that I'm going to um, intuit. I'm trying to, like, sometimes it's even hard to describe the process. Do you it's, know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, a weird word that they use. I'll walk it. into a room and maybe, you know, we can walk into the same room and you might, like, the first thing you might notice is, oh, look, there are five guys here and three women and the carpet's blue. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you just, you see what's tangible and you see what's there. Whereas I might walk into the room and I'm not counting the people, but I'm, you know, reading the body language or reading just the emotional vibe of the room. You know, are people happy? Is there harmony? Um, again, really hard to explain. Yeah, I think it's easier to explain sensing and then we can say, and if you're an intuitive, you do it exactly the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah, I think that's probably pretty good. Uh, when I look at it, uh, and one of the one of the really good ways to look at it is a sensor kind of relies on facts mm -hmm. as to where an intuitor likes to see ideas. Okay. Mm -hmm. So as a sensor, I very rarely am looking at the idea that the facts portray. Mm -hmm. I am looking at the fact that there are five people in the room, three are men, two are women. Mm -hmm. You are looking at the fact that you, you may look at it as a, as the idea that this could be a fun group to hang out with. Right, right. Can I share an example that will embarrass you, but it's funny. Sorry. Absolutely. Embarrass away. <laughs> so this was forever ago. We didn't even have kids, I don't think, at the time. And Is we, there a time when we didn't have kids? <laughs> it doesn't feel like it. I can't remember it. So we pull up to the store. And there's an old man, you know, late fifties, probably more like early sixties, you know, mostly bald. The hair that he does have left is gray. Okay. So he's there with this little like toddler and they're interacting. And what you say, you look at the little girl and you say, oh, you get to spend the day with grandpa, which given the fact that you see, you know, a man who's the age of a grandpa with a little girl. You know, obviously being the one taking care of her is a logical conclusion. A logical move, yeah. Absolutely. But as the words were coming out of your mouth, <laughs> I was trying to like telepathically shut you up <laughs> because I'm like, no, 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 this is dad. <laughs> and he was, and I couldn't explain to you why I knew that. There was just, there was something about the, 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 vibe. the way they interacted that yeah. I knew was a parent interaction, not a grandparent interaction, but you can't describe how you know that difference. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I was looking at the details, and yeah. you're looking at the overall idea of what was being portrayed. Right, in details, it's, you know, a man who's 60 with a four-year-old girl, like, hanging around, that's a pretty good guess that that would be grandpa. Yeah. You know, in most cases, it would be, but there are, you know, an intuitive person would, would have somehow picked up and seen their interaction and been able to maybe make a, a different assumption. Sure. Well, you know, and another thing with sensing and intuiting is that a sensor likes to look at specifics. Again, kind of the, the same thing as facts, as to where an intuitor likes to see a bigger picture. Oh, for sure. I've got another example just from our marriage. It sure. was when we were looking at places to live mm -hmm. when we last moved. For you, we saw this place, and it was the right number of bedrooms, the right location, and the right price. 
And so it had you, a yard. <laughs> yeah, you were basically ready to sign before sight whenever you came and look at look at it because it had it all had the, the specifics facts. that I needed. Yep. <laughs> Whereas I'm like, how how can we even know until you get there and walk around? Yeah, you know, and that's I think that's for sure a sensing versus intuitive. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I wasn't worried about the bigger picture. I was more like, we can make that work. Right, and I need Based to be like, what, we need. what? Where are the kids going to be? Where's my office going to be set up? Am I going to have a window by my desk? Are like you going to be need? able to pace? Can I pace? Can that's you get enough one. steps between point A and point B mm-hmm. in pacing? Because yeah. that's something that you, that you do. Yeah. Whereas for you, it was just it looks good on paper, and so it, it met your met your standards or met what you were looking for. Right. Mm-hmm. Another big kind of dichotomy here is that a sensor might tend to look more at the realistic approach. They might be more of a realist Mm -hmm. as opposed to an imaginative approach, Mm -hmm. imagining what we can do with it. Mm -hmm. I looked at that at the same thing and went, yes, you can pace because Mm -hmm. realistically you can pace across the room. It might only be 14 feet long, but you can pace across the room. You had to look and see and imagine all the possibilities. I needed to plan my pacing route. You did, yeah. And that was an imaginative, okay. And that meant like, where are we going to put the bed in the bedroom? Where are we going to put the desk? Where are we going to, you know, how are you going to be able to do this? How can the kids do school? You know, all these different pieces Mm -hmm. that had to go into place. And I think, too, there is you know, a vibe to a place, you know, if we got here and yeah, on paper, it looks good, but it's totally run down. And there's, you know what I mean? And it's a, it's a kind of depressing looking neighborhood or something like that. I think there's, there are some things that in my mind, you don't get just from reading the dossier about something. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think, you know, to kind of uh, round this little section off here, not the whole, the whole section, but this little section is kind of the idea of seeing the forest for the trees. Mm. You know, as a sensor, it is my natural tendency to see each individual tree in the forest. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily look out and exactly, Mm -hmm. I don't look out and see all of the trees. I see all of the trees making a forest. I Mm -hmm. see the individual birch and the willow and okay, there's a moose that's chewing on the birch there or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And you might stand back and say, oh, wow, look at this beautiful forest. And I'm like, but there's a, there's a tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for me, it's not even like, oh, here's a forest. It's how does this forest feel to me? You know? Right. Um, I know next week is when we'll talk more about feeling versus thinking. But I think that feeling really goes into intuiting as well. Do you think that that's why I have a terrible sense of direction? I think. Because I'm just not paying attention to the detail stuff. That may very well be mm-hmm. it. You know, I think part of that too, though, and this is a way off topic. But I notice that when I am the passenger in a vehicle, uh, I don't pay attention to where things are. Okay. When I'm the driver, I'm paying more attention. Mm-hmm. And I think since at least when we drive, right. you're almost always the passenger. I think you've driven like three or four times. I don't drive you anywhere. Yeah. I mean, in our entire marriage, yeah. you've driven me but like you know three what? or four Even times. Even so, if I drive myself somewhere that I haven't been before, I don't know how to drive myself back. So there's still... A... It, it could be, yeah. You're looking <laughs> yeah. at the bigger picture and I'm looking mm-hmm. at this turn and I'm mm-hmm. you know, placing this you know, mental image of this yeah. landmark or whatever it might be. It's interesting how these things really do impact so much beyond just your work environment to your relationship with your spouse. You know, they really do impact everything. Absolutely. How would you say that being a sensor impacts your job as it is right now? My job specifically requires a a pretty acute attention to detail because we're Mm -hmm. dealing with a lot of 
medical information. We're dealing oh, okay. with a lot of past a lot of history, a too, right? ton of paperwork. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, in a lot of ways, I, I operate as a bureaucrat, moving yeah. papers from one place to another. And it's just a challenge. It really mm -hmm. is a challenge to kind of make all these things happen. But you also have to have people. And in our department, we're actually pretty well split between uh, intuitors and sensors mm -hmm. because we have to have people who are able to look past the details and see sure. a bigger picture. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's really important mm -hmm. for, mm -hmm. I think, just about any team. You want to have sure. a good split. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's benefited our marriage. We've been Absolutely. able to take advantage of both sides of that. But it also really benefits the marriage to know where we're coming from. Absolutely. You know, like we had a, when we moved this move that we were talking about, I mean, it was a stressful time of upheaval in our family. And that was when we came to visit the house we're in now was the one day I got really, really grouchy. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it was, it was just so out of my comfort zone to drive four hours, which messes up my introvertedness. Mm -hmm. And then we really, we weren't here probably more than five minutes, you know, maybe 10. It was about 20. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it felt yeah, I, paid, I paid attention. <laughs> Before, you know, it was like, well, are we going to get this or not? You know, uh -huh. there wasn't any time to, I didn't feel like there was time to think. But you were picture. able to see all the details. <laughs> well, I mean, what you saw every detail there was, right? <laughs> saw the details, but yeah. So I, I feel like the more that we are learning about our differences, the better conversations we can have with each other. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Another aspect of the, the sensor and intuitor difference is how we deal with change. And again, this is a tendency, but when a change is coming, uh, the idea is that a sensor tends to perhaps use past experiences to evaluate change. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look at my past to decide what I need to do in the future. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. As to where an intuitor might just anticipate the future and not necessarily put a whole lot of weight on mm -hmm. past experiences. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? I could see that. I can't think of immediate examples, but to me, it's more along the lines of, you know, let's say we're trying to to make a decision and I might say, well, this just feels right. Mm -hmm. But you might be, well, we tried this once and it didn't work, you know, or the other way around. I could see that. Like I said, it, I don't have a concrete example, but I know for me, like, I don't, I don't spend a ton of time dwelling on the past unless it's kind of that introspective, like processing through things that have happened. Mm -hmm. I definitely spend more time thinking about the future. Yeah. So I could see that. Do you tend to maybe see the, or want to see the overarching purpose and potential of a change that's coming? Or do you want to see kind of the specifics of how we're going to make this happen? Well, I think that that definitely came into play when you and I were trying to figure out what we were going to do with this podcast and with your coaching side of things. Mm -hmm. Because in my mind, it's, you know, let's let's picture where we want to be yeah. and figure out how to get there. Yeah. And you were, what's the next step? <laughs> yep. let's, take, let's take each specific yeah. and how this is going to affect the overall the yeah. overall idea right right and so you would be like what do you think the next step should be for level up and I would just come back and say well where do we want level up to go and you were like how do I know where we're going to go if I don't know what the next step is <laughs> exactly. I mean there were times it felt almost like an impasse or even how do I know where where we can make it go if I don't know where we are yeah trying yeah. to just kind of narrow it down to this is what we're doing at the moment right. and uh, you know like I tend to use data 
to evaluate how realistic a change is going to be. Mm -hmm. I tend to say, okay, if I do this, then I can expect this sort of return. Right. As to where you might use your imagination to kind of explore what the possibilities mm -hmm. are. And if it doesn't work, you just throw it away and move on to the next idea. Yeah. You know, and sometimes that serves me really well and sometimes it doesn't. You know, there are times where I think that, you know, being intuitive is great if you're in a creative job like an author like I am. But I think sometimes I've done things like, oh, yeah, let's make this huge change to the budget. And, you know, I've been spending all week on budget and taxes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, maybe, you know, I think sometimes that's probably why we we both need each other, mm -hmm. you know, because you can look at the details and be like, yeah, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Absolutely. And I could be like, no, I, you know, if we can dream it, we can do it. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, the numbers aren't showing that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that's again, why it's, why it works well for us. And not every marriage is going to be blessed with having mm -hmm. every one of the, the options <laughs> available. Is that a blessing though? <laughs> you know, I, I think it is, but it's good to know where your spouse is coming from. Oh, absolutely. And so that's one of the, the real benefits of the real benefits yeah. of understanding how this is. For sure. Another idea is kind of uh, the preferred method of, method of instruction as to where a sensor might want a very specific step-by-step -step guide. Mm -hmm. An intuitor, uh, to whatever it is, an intuitor might be able to look at all the different pieces and say, okay, with all these pieces, I can make this happen. Exactly. That's for sure how I work. I take a lot of online courses for book marketing and online marketing. And really, I don't want, like I've taken some courses where it's like to the hour, like on Wednesday at noon, you do this. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to know, or even the technical stuff, like I'll listen to the technical stuff but I'll do it so that I know where to go back if I have questions. You know, I'm really, I'm, I'm there to get the big picture. Right. And then I'll figure out the details as I go. Yeah. And for me, it's exactly the opposite. For instance, mm -hmm. when I was setting up our, our exercise machine yesterday, mm -hmm. I was very glad to have a detailed step-by-step step. Step mm -hmm. step instruction, including, yeah. you know, which piece exactly, you know, and so I would set out all the different bolts that I needed with the mm -hmm. washers and the lock washers mm -hmm. and make sure everything is going to fit exactly the way I need it to before I move on to the next step. Now, right. now you probably wouldn't have looked at that machine and saw all the pieces and said, okay, this is what it's going to turn into. No, I'm, I don't have great spatial awareness anyway, so right. that whole job would have been really... But still, the idea is yeah. there, you know, for instance, in, you know, as we've kind of built our own next level level mm -hmm. up how you know where we're going yeah i've wanted the details right and i can be more loosey-goosey yeah. you know it's like we don't need to worry about the details now let's let's jump in and figure things out and i'm like mm -hmm. i need a step by step otherwise i don't know what i'm doing right, right. you know once i do it I, i'm fine mm -hmm. with it but i need that kind of instruction so if sense. i were taking an online course i would mm -hmm. probably be much more likely to say on wednesday at noon yeah to do this because this is what John, John Bob over here mm -hmm. said to do. Mm -hmm. You know, same thing with, with working out. You know, I can walk mm -hmm. into a gym and I can see all these different options, but unless I go into the gym with a plan, now I'm the one who used to develop the plan, right? right. but now it's my coach that develops mm -hmm. the plan and says, okay, Scott, I want you to do these lifts mm -hmm. this many times at this weight. That's I want you to wait yeah. this long in between your sets. I want you to wait this long in between your reps and do all these things. That's what I need to do. And before, before I started working with my coach, I would do it in a different way, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it was still the same. Like I would go in with a plan. You I'm going to do these do. 15 lifts in this two hours. Yeah. 
See, I'm structured because like, I think as we're talking, I think some people might get the idea that if you're an N, you're just totally loosey-goosey. And that actually deals with another preference pair, the um, F and J, no, the, the P and J, P and J that we'll talk about later. But uh, for me, it's funny because I'm structured, but like when I go to the gym, it's like, okay, here's my half hour to exercise, but I might like literally be feeling it out as I go. Yeah. You know, I'm going to show up and intuitively, you know, I don't do this literally, but you know, check in with my body. Do I feel like doing stretches? Do I feel <laughs> like doing cardio? Do I feel like doing weights? You know, it's more about, yeah, I would hate a routine that said, do this exact workout. But I'm also, I'm totally fine saying Monday at five, you exercise, mm -hmm. you know, so that there's structure, but there's kind of wiggle room in the structure. Yeah. And I don't, I don't do super well with that wiggle yeah at least, you know in those terms right really in in any terms you know yeah. just like how, how do we learn something new when i learn something i want to be able to relate what i'm learning to past experience mm -hmm. i want to be able to build and and you know so i think now i would be much better at learning math because i mm -hmm. can relate math to past experiences when yeah. i was in high school i hated functions Mm -hmm. Because I never understood them. Now, right. as an adult with 25 years experience, since I took algebra, mm -hmm. I can look and say, okay, this is a function of that. And I right. can understand what that means. Yeah. F of X equals blah, blah, times blah, blah, mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. That makes more sense because I can build it on the past experience. Yeah. I was always able to do fairly well in math that would come from say physics mm -hmm. or geology or any other hard right, science because it made sense purpose. you know force equals mass times acceleration mm -hmm. makes sense to me mm -hmm. throwing johnny with 14 pairs and bobby right, with 37 right. balloons and uh -huh. how many you know orangutans come out at the end <laughs> like who cares what time a train leaves in new york and a plane leaves in in la i mean none of that stuff made any sense it was absolutely imbecilic to me because mm -hmm. i couldn't I couldn't relate it to past experience. Yeah, yeah. And I think as sensors, we tend to need to be able to relate learning to something that makes sense. That's really interesting. It's yeah. harder to relate learning to say some kind of ethereal idea that doesn't have some, something concrete, mm -hmm. maybe not always, yeah. but I know, it, I know at the very least for me, that's the way it works. Yeah. In my learning, I, I very much prefer the big picture learning. Mm -hmm. It's the, here's, you know, here's the, the mindset of productivity as opposed to here are five things you can do every day to be more productive. Right. You know? Yeah. You want to explore how things fit in with other ideas. Yeah. You know, even when I teach, I've got a number of courses for authors on like setting up their ads and things. And I'm, I'm always really careful to let them know. And I'm sure for some teaching styles, it's, it's not ideal, you know, in which case they should find another teacher because, you know, someone like you, you just want me to say on Wednesday at noon, set up this kind of app. exactly what I you want. Know? Yeah. And, and I'm giving them choices. I'm saying, well, here's the pros and cons of setting it up this way. Here's another way you could set up. I call, I call it my spaghetti on the wall teaching, mm -hmm. you know, just here's a bunch of things, find what works for you. Here's yeah. the reason behind doing it. See, like when I go to a conference, and I, I tend to go to a conference about once a year, it seems mm -hmm. like, for work, mm -hmm. whatever whatever I'm doing. And there are always a couple of different options for like the breakout sessions. Mm -hmm. And the ones that I hate are where you sit around a table and in, introduce yourself. Mm -hmm. And then you, you know, get into like, let's bounce all these ideas and mm -hmm. let's brainstorm things mm -hmm. and come up yeah. with this and that. And everybody's standing there with a piece of white paper and a marker. And you got to nominate someone to be the the person who's going to write on it and they're like 
I hate that. Yeah. Because there's no concrete method or flow. I would much rather in all those breakout sessions, sit down and have whoever's teaching it say, okay, I'm going to give you this point, this point, mm -hmm. this point, and this point, and mm -hmm. these are how these are going to interact. And this yeah. is how it affects what you're doing. And boom, you come out and you have something solid to look to Yeah, look at. no, that is very different for sure. I liked taking notes in college from professors that gave me a skeleton outline mm -hmm. and I could go mm -hmm. back and I could reread and then re-understand what they were saying. Yeah, and I liked the discussion courses. Oh, and, I hate those. Yeah. And I'm the extrovert. Yeah. But right. I just, I couldn't stand the method of the mm -hmm. teaching. It just could never get below the skin get below the surface that's interesting yeah for me i learned far more from dialogue and discussion than from just sitting and listening to something yeah yeah absolutely which makes no sense to me but it is for you mm -hmm. yeah you know kind of the the last little area that we're going to look at with uh, sensing and intuiting is going to come back to our home uh, because we talk about you know how we take in information uh, for buying something Okay. Or making a purchase. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a, a very large difference that we've, that we've already talked about. Yeah. I looked at the facts the in order to decide <laughs> what we needed. How many square feet does it have? The number of bedrooms. Can we fit our family in here? Right. Do, can we cook a meal? All of those things. Yeah. You would probably be more comfortable like choosing a car. Knowing, like if a mechanic tested it and said, yeah, this car works and it had the specs you'd be way more comfortable saying, sure, that's a good choice. Absolutely. Right. And for me, it would be far more about, you know, the test drive and yeah. Yeah. In fact, you know, you're at a, a point now where you have, I think only the second car that we've owned that you've liked Yes. in our marriage. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe that's why. And know? I look at it and go, well, we've had, we've had, we've always had good cars. Right. Mm -hmm. you know, we've been blessed in our marriage to it's never have reliable, a job. Sturdy. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they've all worked well. And, I'm going, well, yeah, this is kind of weird because mm -hmm. this isn't the best car we've had. Yeah. But for you, it fits your needs. It fits my best. needs and it's comfortable. And Yeah, exactly. Where for me, I'm like, yeah, I'll take the, the car that I drive because it just, mm -hmm. it's a little bit bet more in terms of mm -hmm. uh, what I want. It's yeah. got the better specs. If yeah. You want to put no, it that, that is interesting for sure. And when I make a, when I make a large purchase, you know, like, I, I do a lot of research on it. And I, actually, I think you do too. Right. But I think we, we do different research. I look mm -hmm. at very specifically at, you know, is this going to fill every need? Is it going mm -hmm. to stand up the way I need it to? And you know what I would look at? I would probably put way more weight on things like reviews and testimonials. Yeah. For example, like we were talking the other day, I'm considering going to an acupuncturist and and you said, well, there's one right behind my office. So in your mind, you want an acupuncturist. Here's one. And they're super close. Yeah. And for me, it's like, well, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know, like my method would be first talking to my friends and seeing if they use anybody. And second, going on to a Facebook group where people recommend things locally and uh -huh. see. And then going to a couple different websites to, again, pick up the vibe from the website. It's, it is, it's research on both ends, but a very different way of going about it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We want, I want the specifics. Is this going to fit my exact practical needs mm -hmm. if it's less practical if i have to drive further to get to a place mm -hmm. then i'm probably not going to mm -hmm. even if it might mm -hmm. fit some other you know yeah uh, big picture brainstorm idea that right, i don't right. really care about yeah you know, it's yeah. no i'm not gonna <laughs> we i don't know maybe we shouldn't say this but i think our viewers are used to us by now i think one of our it wasn't an argument 
Uh-huh. But when we were staying in a hotel regarding where the outlet was. Oh, yeah. Versus, you know, like, so, you know, I'm the one who's more likely to use the restroom in the middle of the uh-huh. night. Uh-huh. And we were just trying to decide what side of the bed to sleep yeah. on in a hotel. Mm-hmm. And I was more worried about the outlet space yeah. so that I could charge everything up. Right. And you were like, well, and so I'm like, I need the outlet, and the outlet's mm-hmm. over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you I'm were like, like but the bathroom's over here. Yeah, I'm like, but it's not fitting <laughs> the need that I have. Right, right. So I'm going to focus more on the need and that I have. And my thought is, wouldn't you be more comfortable by the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I need this. Yeah. So No, it is really interesting. You know, we hadn't talked. We've talked a lot about introversion and extroversion between you and me, and we've talked a lot about some of the other pairs. This is probably the pair we've talked about least, so it's been really interesting hearing how your sensing does impact things so differently. Yeah. And, and I think it's interesting that like, this is the area that I had the least surety in of what when you were. I went to do my training and really get into Myers-Briggs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually, for a long time, I was convinced that I was an N. Yeah. But that was because A, when I took the assessment, mm-hmm. I answered it based on the way I thought I wanted mm-hmm. it to instead mm-hmm. of really who I was. Yeah. And B, I had no idea what it really meant. Right. And I had no, but you're a very clearly an S. Well, yeah, ex- absolutely. Yeah. But my early e or my early Myers Briggs came out as an ENTJ, mm-hmm. and that was because I was answering those questions based on what I thought I should be doing mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of who I am. Yeah. And so when I kind of went through it this time and came out as an S, it made a whole lot more sense mm-hmm. really and does. fit the picture. Yeah. Um, there's actually a, a, a practice that we do when we go through the Myers-Briggs with somebody. And if anybody here ever wants to go through a Myers-Briggs assessment and actually have me uh, help you interpret those results, we would go through something like this. And it has to do with what you see in a picture. Mm. But when I, it wasn't until that moment that I really understood hmm. who I was. Interesting. And I went, wow. I came away from that. That was probably the most like earth shattering, paradigm shifting yeah. activity of maybe the last 20 years. Yeah. Well, you know, even thinking going back to just kind of marriage stuff and our differences, I think I can see a huge way that your S and my N have played into how we've looked at finding a church. Mm -hmm. Because the very first thing you do when we're looking for a church is... I go to the website and look for their statement of faith. (laughs) Tell me exactly what you believe. You don't get any more logical and tangible and fact-based than that. (laughs) And for me, it's, I want to, you know, show up and feel it out. (laughs) (laughs) And I, yeah, I, if the, if the church feels right, but has a, the wrong statement of faith, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to have anything to do with it. Mm -hmm. And it is that important for me to, that is a a fantastic example of the difference Mm -hmm. between a sensor wanting to use their senses, wanting to get the facts Mm -hmm. and an intuitor. Well, this just feels right. Yeah. It can feel right, but it can still be wrong, at least as far as I'm concerned. And in my mind, it can have all the right stuff on paper and still be terrible. Yep, you know, so <laughs> it just again, doesn't feel right. Yeah, right. it's again something where I feel like we balance each other out well. In yeah, that. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, thanks for listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please remember to sign up if you're interested on more information about 
personality profiling and the MBTI and how to use this tool to write the most compelling characters possible for your novels. Join me on Friday, July 24th, 2020 for a free training on using the MBTI personality tools to write really engaging and realistic characters. You can sign up for free at courses.alanateria.com webinar. We'll talk to you soon.